You are listening to the Relaxed Running Podcast. Welcome back for another week and you are in for a mighty fine treat today. We have New Zealand's distance runner Camille Buscombe come on the podcast for the very first time. This was a really, really good chat. I, I really enjoyed Camille. She was a, uh, she's a really easy person to speak to, super laid back, super fun, very chilled and had a response time to my request for this podcast, which was a world record. I was, uh, we're laughing about it because I, I was having a look through some of the photos from uh, the Box Hill 3K time trial here in Australia or in Victoria more specifically the other day and I saw that Camille was in town doing some pacemaking so I thought oh, I'll just reach out to her and, and see if she's around. So I jumped on Instagram, shot her a message and immediately she messaged me back saying, hey, yeah, let's line up a podcast, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. And I said, hey, uh, <laughs> what are you doing right now? She goes, we're we doing this right now? I go, hey, you got Skype? Let's do it. So I... uh it was the easiest podcast to ever organize. She told me not to tell you that because I have to look like she's super busy, super, just, she's got a lot going on. But I've got to be honest with you, it was a, it was a very easy one. So, hey, we, we talked a whole heap about not only her training and her racing and uh, the Olympics that we are hoping are coming up here, but we got into a bit of a conversation around just maintaining a positive mindset, maintaining a, a really, uh, you know, uplifted mindset is that a, is that a good way to put it just i think positive mindset is the best way to do it in the face of adversities and trials and just in day-to-day life so i i found it really interesting i think she's a perfect person to speak on things like positivity and, and maintaining or building a, a powerful mindset because she just seemed to she seemed to represent it nicely in this chat she was a, a really cool guest so i hope you all enjoy it as much as i did Another little reminder for you that this Wednesday, we've got Jess Stenson, Australia's Marathon Star, coming back to the Relaxed Running Podcast. We're doing a chat all about uh, marathon. So if you've got any specific questions that you would like her to answer on the podcast, shoot it through to me on the Relaxed Running Instagram page, and I'll make sure that uh, we, we give you a shout out and also ask your questions. So make sure those are in before this Wednesday. If you're listening to this in the future, sorry, you missed it. But uh, hopefully you can go back and have a look at that episode and, and yeah, you know get some really good marathon answers. This episode, once again, is brought to you by Rundy's Undies Athletic Underwear, which is Jess Senson's company uh, that she runs along with her husband, Dylan, and also her brother, Jack. These guys, are, I'm a massive fan. I've got so many pairs of their undies in my drawer. They're comfortable. They're smooth to run in. Really nice. They've got briefs and jocks and G-strings and crop tops. They've got everything you need for your running underwear. So make sure you check out rundies.com.au. Use the coupon code SMOOTH21. That's SMOOTH21 to get a 20% discount, even on the items that are already discounted. Uh, that sale is only going to be going for a little bit longer. So make sure you jump on board while you can. Guys, let me get out of your way. I really hope you enjoyed this chat. If you want more from us, make sure you go to relaxrunning.com. If you want to watch this episode, it is right now being uploaded onto YouTube. So by the time you hear this, it should be ready to watch. Anyway, guys, let me get out of your way. Really hope you enjoy this conversation with New Zealand distance runner Camille Buscombe. That's good. I um, I reckon that's a record for the quickest uh, the quickest podcast organization I've I've ever had. So for for everyone listening, I I messaged you what like fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> I'm really busy. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Clearly, I was just saying I was uh, I was having a flick through uh, some of the the photos from the three k last night, and I saw your face, and I was like, ah. Oh, I'm going to shoot you a message and see if we can line something up, thinking, all right, I'll get real organized for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And I shot a message through going, hey, do you want to come on? You go, yeah, let's do it. I go, do you want to come on right now? <laughs> and it's such a relief because I, I, I have a bad habit of if it's not written down or if I don't just get it done, there's a good chance I'm going to forget. Yeah. So this is my style. So I was so glad I got you on an easy day. Yeah, yeah. So I've redone my run and I don't have a double today, so it works out really well. Oh, that's good. What did you have on the schedule this morning? Just an hour. So, yeah. yeah, good day. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. Because uh, how are your legs feeling? How, how far did you pace last night? Because I saw you, uh, Jen gave you a big shout out for the, the pace making efforts last night. You must have done a bloody good job because oh, I saw some good times. So easy. Like, I, um, it was only three laps. 
yeah, I um, I was, I, I said I'd go further, but I think because of like the national championship, they didn't want it to be like a paced race, like too far, and then it kind of will change the way the outcome could be, perhaps. Um, and so I think it was just to get the race started, and yeah, so three laps, seventy one, seventy two. So, um, it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was that amazing. Um, <laughs> but I did a like I did my normal training session in the morning, so that was like. Um, I was just, I just wanted to make sure I hit the times right. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I think it was, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. what did you have on the schedule this morning? Um, just an hour run. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You said that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Just to turn the legs over a little bit. And but what is it today? Friday. So Friday's pretty much it. That's an easy day most of the time anyway, isn't it? Yeah. It kind of just depends if I do one, I mean, if I do two or three sessions a week. Um, and when I do three sessions, Friday's my easy day. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're back into it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Wattle Park, so I haven't even been there before, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, haven't you? I thought uh, I thought you'd spend a little bit more time. I clearly, This is why I'm glad to have you on the show, because I clearly got a lot more to learn about uh, your your story. But I thought you'd spend a little bit of time over here with, with Bado's crew. And that, with that said, I just assumed that you knew all about Wattle Park. Yeah, everyone, um, anytime I read an article which I haven't written or, like, had anything to do with, it's like, Camille is based in Melbourne and lives in Melbourne. And I've never lived in Melbourne. I've never really based in Melbourne. I was, this is the longest I've ever been. I, I think I've been to Waverley like twice before I came here this time. And so when I like live in Melbourne, I <laughs> do not know anything about Melbourne. Like, like, <laughs> is that just because you're training with Bedeau? Yeah, and I think because of being at Falls Creek. So um, when I've come to Australia, I've gone to Falls Creek. And then we come here for, say, a few days before a race or a leave. So um, this is actually the first time I've based properly in Melbourne. And um, I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah, I like all the sessions and the different uh, – yeah, it's really cool. I really like it. Yeah, I'm so biased. Like um, I was just – I can't remember if I was already recording when I told you this, but we we were living in Hawthorne. I don't know what your, your Melbourne knowledge is like. Um, I know because I take the train. I'm getting good at the trains. And so I know people that live in Hawthorne. And I got off the other day at Hawthorne. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I um I used to do a bit of running with Ben Buckingham, and I always met him at the uh at the at the Hawthorne station there. I know the one, but um we so I've got the biggest soft spot on on Melbourne. I'm still a sucker for it, but yeah, we moved out to to Point Lonsdale, which is sort of it's out near Geelong, a little about half an hour past Geelong, about six months ago. And I'm uh, I'm such a sucker. I'm such a sucker for the city. But what have you been getting up to since you've been here? Like apart from your pacemaking and and, and stuff like that, have you have the girls taken you out and shown you around a little bit? Yeah, so um, when I first got here, I raced a 1500, like two days later, the, I don't even know what it was called, but anyway, it was Box Hill, um, and then it was Easter weekend, so that bit, like, straight away, so we kind of did some stuff over Easter, which was really fun, um, and then, but basically straight into training, so it was like a combination of seeing people, catching up with people, but also trying to train, um, and yeah, basically keep up with the get going again. Um, last weekend we ran at the tan, we did the tan race and then we went down with Ali and Sinead. We went down to um, is it Aries Inlet? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, beautiful. Not too far. Yeah, so we stayed the weekend last weekend down there. Um, did our long run out there. Um, and the weekend or two before, I've got some family friends that live down the coast, the other coast, like near Mount Martha. Oh, beautiful. I love both of the places you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. That way. And then I've kind of gone into the city a little bit. Um, yeah, so I kind of like, but Melbourne's really big. So it's like trying to figure out the different train lines. And or then, like, obviously, I've been like, heaps of people have been able to like pick me up or drive. But it's, it's yeah, I don't want to be like annoying. And yeah. Because <laughs> usually I've got a car or I feel more like, but the trains here are actually really good. Um, so you're pretty, yeah, it's really good to get around. Yeah, they're good unless you forget your Mikey because I don't know what's going on with us. But uh, I spent, oh, we spent two years in London, and the good thing was, like, if you ever forgot your, I think they call it an Oyster card over there from memory. And if you ever forget that, you can just tap on with your credit card or your, your savings card or whatever it is. Yeah. In Melbourne, I, there's been so many times I get to the train station and I'm like, oh, I forgot my wallet, so I walk 15 minutes home. Tell everyone I'm going to be late. <laughs> Wander back to the train station. I uh, I love Melbourne Transport, but one thing that just gets does my head in is those bloody MyKey cards. But I'm glad you appreciate it more than me. Yeah, I just like try and leave it somewhere like really accessible, so then I can remember to like 
because the other day actually when I was on the train, these um these like cop people came and like was checking everyone's <laughs> thing, and the guys in front of me hadn't um baked on or were they using some like concession card and they're clearly way over twenty. <laughs> and the guy's like, ah, so you're on like a trial pass, like how old are you? And I was just sitting there like gonna start laughing because it's so obvious I'm not like the fourteen or something. <laughs> um, like maybe like eighteen, like they're trying to guess like the age. And they're like, we can assume you're not 14. Um, <laughs> but they're just trying to be really polite about it. Yeah. And the cop's like, well, you kind of like, you're not wearing a mask. You haven't got your right card. And I was like, man. Like this, and there was like five of them, like five police guys. And they had, and they looked real scary. And I was like, oh, man, lucky I did the thing because I'd just been like, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Welcome to Melbourne. Yeah, like, hey. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny how it is. Like, it's such a serious job, the way they act. I've been on so many trains and felt the same way as you. Like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I scanned on because right now I'd be terrified if I uh, had to face these guys uh, with yeah. any negative consequences. Yeah. What do you think of Mount Martha? It's a bummer the weather wasn't a bit warmer for you because they got some really nice uh, swimming yeah. places around there. It was really cold, um, but we went um, – they picked me up from Frankston and we went to a winery somewhere. I don't even know where, somewhere along between there and Mount Martha. Um, but it was freezing cold, but it, but like it was still really fun. Um, we sat outside because we were trying to like get the atmosphere, but it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but it was still really, like really good. So Yeah, nice. Well, Bedouin's group is uh, it's a, it's a bloody one, a, a nice one for you to be over here to do a little bit of work with because. The guys and the girls are traveling nicely. How did how did you, yeah. you go at the tan last week? Um, oh, I didn't do that well. So the time wise, I felt like I did good, um, but I got seventh, which sounds really bad. Um, but yeah, I ran twelve flat, um, and it's the first time I've raced the tan. Um, and yeah, the girls are going really well. So I'm sort of, I guess, I'm coming in from a different. Uh, Fitness wise, I guess like I've had a lot of races in New Zealand, but my overall training has—I've literally just raced every weekend. So I kind of came here to do a block of training um, and use the races here as more like fun, I guess, training races. But yeah, it, every week I'm getting better, but I still wasn't quite there to to like be in the contention for the race. Um, but every week seems to—I don't know—I feel like I'm getting better. So in the next few weeks, um, when we go overseas, I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah, that is uh, that is crazy, actually, that you came seventh with 12 yeah. minutes flat. Because I, I reckon the last time I raced it would have been maybe 2013, 2014. I don't reckon there was any girls running around. Maybe maybe one or two, like maybe one or two who are running around under 12. But just the, the form of girls, like Lyndon Hall's hit some bloody good form, hasn't she? Like uh when she's running the time she is, it's it's hard not to get dragged around. That's in that's impressive. So who were the who were the so I know Lyndon was first. Yeah. And then Georgia Hansen, Jen and then Ellie. She had a really good run. Um, Ellie Pashley and then um Lauren Ryan, Sinead, and then me. Yeah. yeah I know. Awesome. So, no, it was really cool. Like it was um it was a cool event and I gave I mean, I was so tired. Like I tried really hard. Um but yeah, it's. I just. Yeah, it was. It was almost like my endurance hadn't quite hadn't quite got the, and I, I pretty much blew up. Like it seemed weird you blow up in three point eight k race, but no, I did. <laughs> well, you guys went out. Did were you running with the with the girls um, pretty much for the first half, or had had it end up? Um. Yeah. So. Um. I guess I was pretty close to the top, like Jen and Lyndon at the top of the hill. Um, but I think I just, it, I didn't realize that the, I guess I'd built a lot of lactic and so I just couldn't buffer it. And so running down the hill, I was actually just getting slower, like even though it's down the hill. Well, I don't know if it was super slow, but the girls were like, I was running with Ellie for quite a bit. So sort of around that third or fourth place and then fifth and then Sinead and, um, Lauren passed me with like maybe 200 meters to go. And I was like, I'm getting, I can't, I just have to <laughs> There's nothing left. Like, I don't even, yeah. So it was, it was like, it was like cool though. Cause like I knew I gave a hundred percent, um, in every day I'm basically doing all I can to, yeah, train and push hard. And, and I know that, you know, once I can put together like a good few weeks of really good training that, you know, the results, um, yeah, will come. So it's just kind of following the journey that I guess I need to 
my journey rather than what everyone else is doing. So, um, no, it was cool. It was like a cool weekend anyway. Yeah, it's easier said than done, though, isn't it? When you're uh, when you have so many good athletes running around, uh, like I'm a sucker for. Okay, I just want to focus on what it is that I can improve and what I can do differently. But um, I don't know how you go. Like when you start to get competitive with a few girls that you run with, how how do you go handling the um or just focusing on what you can improve? Is there any any little tips or or strategies that you implement? Because I've always found that a, a tricky thing to do, just to be able to put the blinkers on and go, all right, I'm not going to worry about yeah. Stewie McSwain beat me by two and a half minutes. I'm just going <laughs> to follow what I can improve. Like two and a half minutes, that doesn't sound like much at all. That's good, yeah. <laughs> I think we did, uh, we ran threshold yesterday and he must have been about like four minutes around. <laughs> That's so insane. <laughs> That's so insane. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I guess it's like something I didn't used to do as much. I used to kind of, I guess, focus a lot on what others were doing. And um, But I guess if you focus on what, say, one person's doing and then you focus on what another person's doing, you end up focusing on like 10 people and you, it's too many things to focus on and think about. And so you just kind of don't actually know what where you stand. Um, and so I guess, to be honest, I don't really focus on what other people are doing as much as they used to. Um, just I've, I, I guess I've also learnt the hard way maybe. I've tried what everyone else is doing and then what happens is I get into a race and then the end result isn't very good. Um, and then so I've tried to switch the focus on to kind of what I think is working for me and what my sort of plan is. And I don't know, I just seem to enjoy the process more and get more out of myself and run faster in the race and stuff. So, um I don't know. I think it's just something that I guess I've learned from maybe other people I've been in the group with or Nick has sort of passed on his, um, yeah, and you sort of just realise you can't always do what everyone else is doing. You've sort of got to focus on your own path, um, what kind of works for you more. Yeah, everyone's just so different. Um, everyone's journey and, and then even like say what they did last week, last month, what's on their plate, what they're doing, what stresses are in their life. Maybe they've got not much going on maybe they've got heaps and so um I don't know I just think I sort of have to just think what I need to do rather than there's just yeah there's too many other people to think about otherwise so yeah it's such a good point it's such a good point I know that feeling of having uh you've explained that well like the the 10 different focuses can just get so exhausting can't it yeah it's like you can get so caught up on one person and then realize that there's yeah nine ten like endless yeah. other people who you could focus yeah, like, on as well yeah that makes so much sense yeah so kind of just I don't know I guess yeah, and, and, and I mean, you can't, if you can hear yourself all the time, you just get down or you just think, I don't know, like, I don't know, if you take it too personally, you just be upset and I don't know. I just think, I don't know, I don't really want to feel upset by training. Like, I want to enjoy it, you know, and I want to push hard or I want to, um, yeah, try and get the most out of what I'm doing, the most out of myself rather than trying to think, oh, this person bet me today or this person did this. It's like, well, I don't know, just try and improve each week yourself. I don't know, that's kind of how um, you sort of see your own markers, focus on what they are um, and see how they're improving, what your strengths are. Um, I don't know. That's something, I guess, in the last maybe a couple of years um, I've sort of been able to, I guess, get better at maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's really good. I'm sure. I'm sure the listeners are so sick of me hear, hearing me say this, but I feel like there's such a common thread between like elite performers and just having that ability to switch off from the like whether it's a disappointing race result or um, like just difficult emotions or nerves going into a race or uh, or at least just learning how to handle it well. And I think Stewie Stewie's a that's a classic example of that over here at the moment. He just seems. I watched him. I spoke to Jai Edwards who won that 1500 last week. And uh, like, and I was so pumped for him, and he's a he's an awesome guy, and um, I was just so impressed with him. But I was also so impressed watching Stewie's response to because he was the favourite going into the race, I would say. Yeah. And then to finish the race within ten seconds, he was sort of up, had his arm around Jai. Well done, mate. And I thought it's just such a it's such a good representation of just taking it in your stride. Like it would be so easy if you were a little bit more highly strung, just to you know not want to have anything to do with him and just go off and do your own thing and, and beat yourself up, but. I feel like it just makes it, it not only is the sport so small that it'd just be awkward next time you saw him, but it's also, I guess, something that just weigh on your mind if you're a little bit, um, if you weren't careful, you know, not just to let it go, which Stewie seemed to do so well. Yeah, no, I think he would, um, yeah. And I guess he also, I don't know if this is kind of part of it, but it's kind of exciting watching other people do really well as well. You get like, it's kind of cool. So I think there's almost maybe 
he's not part of our group or anything, but there's a point where maybe Stu is like excited for his success. You know, like you're excited for other people's success because it, you, you know people work really hard and you know um, they, they're they always doing their best. So it's like for someone to put it together when it matters on the right day, execute the right race for themselves. It's like, hey, look, he did really well. So, so it's like, I don't think you could wish you, you wouldn't be annoyed. You'd be like, Hey, congrats. Like you did, you literally nailed it. The day you won the national title and you, uh, ran the qualifier. I mean, yeah. so yeah, I think that's, he'd be sort of like, um, yeah, even though it's like, Oh man, yeah, like that's amazing. You know, like, I don't know. I just think he wouldn't be annoyed because yeah, I don't know. That would be kind of upsetting. I guess if you were annoyed for someone's, I don't know. Yeah, like someone's success, I guess, is like something. Um, I don't know. I think it's like nice to, nice to sort of um, see other people succeed and and um, yeah, see what I don't know. That's how I, I would think that he would have looked at it as well. Yeah, it's such a good point. It's funny how that that sort of attitude crosses over to all things. Like, it's amazing how many. So about two years ago, I got involved in the stand up comedy scene over here, which I'm so obsessed with. It's like since I didn't have competitive running to go to anymore, I was like, all right, I got to focus something. Yeah. Like focus on uh, all this energy on something, and yeah. it's amazing how many comedians. Say, like, so if you're, they might have six different comedians up in a night, right? Mm-hmm. And then. It's so hard if you get up after a comedian who's just absolutely killed it. Yeah. And it's such a competitive scene that so often, like, you watch someone kill it and you're like, oh, crap, like, I wanted to be the funny guy. Yeah. And so many people talk about what you just spoke about then. It's like, no, no, but if you actually celebrate how well the person before you did, it actually, like, we're here because we like comedy. We're here because it's fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. And if you celebrate it, like, you take a better energy up onto stage yourself, which is so much easier to carry on that vibe with rather than being like, oh, crap, I'm supposed to be the funny guy. But it's uh yeah it is interesting like it's a really I feel like what you just explained it's a that's the healthy approach to um, dealing with competition but it's uh yeah it's definitely easier said than done hey yeah well for me maybe that is maybe I'm just opening up too much about myself and and you're really good at it because you're not not as uh like unhealthily competitive as I am <laughs> no I just I just think I don't know if I can it's just too stressful being like yeah. annoyed at people like I don't know I just it's too tiring. It's it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, even I guess you're competitive, but it's more like you, you. The more times I've been annoyed is when I didn't think I gave my best or something, and and I or I did something in the race that I think I shouldn't have, like, or I sort of didn't follow the plan I was supposed to do, and then it didn't kind of work out, and I was like, oh, well, that was on me. But yeah. I can't really control how anyone else runs or how they how they do. It's like, and I've spent my whole life annoyed at everyone running fast I'd never get anywhere because there's millions of people faster than me like (laughs) like way faster so I'd be constantly depressed (laughs) it's funny like we laugh about it and it's so it's so obvious when you explain it isn't it like it makes so much sense that just carrying around this stress because you're angry at someone that they beat you it's so it's counterintuitive it's like all right the quicker you can let that go the quicker you're going to be able to get back and enjoy your sport and I don't know how I dragged you into this conversation and we've ended up here because I wanted to just rewind quickly to the 10 because I reckon um uh okay so you you were saying that that you know position wise you weren't super stoked with with seventh but time wise it was incredible but I, I would be really interested to see if you had another chance like say they repeated it in a couple of weeks there's such I feel like there's such a home ground advantage and it's a it's a really interesting um it's a really interesting course to run because that Anderson Street Hill if you're not used to it like you said that lactic at the top of the hill it's a it's like a real sucker punch that you got to learn to navigate and I think uh yeah with it I, I definitely improved like over the years that that I was doing it there was no doubt that I at least came equipped with a little more knowledge as to how to approach it um but it's so easy just to go, okay, we're only 1,500 metres in. I should feel so good right now. And then just get whacked with the top of that hill. And then, as you said, like try and find that speed or maintain that speed coming down all the way around to the finish line. But um, did you find it was hard to sort of navigate what pace to run or were you sort of just uh, being led by the or being guided by the pace the other girls were racing? Yeah, I didn't wear a watch or anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I think in my head, I didn't think I would feel very good running up the hill. So I thought, okay, like I'll just, you know, cruise up the hill and try and run hard down the hill. But when I ran, when I was running up the hill, the girls in front of me, I felt like they weren't running that fast. And so I went around them thinking, oh, I feel great. And just like 
felt amazing up the hill and then <laughs> was like, okay, this is good. And then that lasted for a couple of minutes and I was like, oh, shoot, like, this is, I actually feel horrible now. <laughs> like, I, just, I just felt good. Like, I never, yeah, I just didn't. <clears throat> I just sort of thought, oh, it'll be fine. And then I was like, okay, it's not super fine. And then the hill downhill wasn't even, I guess, as steep as I sort of felt like it might be. I didn't feel that steep, but they were running so fast. I just felt like I was sprinting. Like, it, I don't know, it was a really, really weird feeling. Like, running up the hill, I was like, oh, I feel great. Yeah, I totally got this. And then at the top of the hill for like another K, I was like, oh, my gosh, I think this is not good. This is really bad. Um, <laughs> Well, I, like, I was trying to come in the top three. Like, I wasn't saying I don't think – I wasn't trying to – I guess my goal was not 100%. I didn't really know how, if I was going to – probably not going to win the race. But I thought, no, try and come top three. You know, it's quite – it is realistic. Uh, it's not completely impossible. But, I mean, my training hasn't hadn't been going super great yet. I was still kind of picking up. Um, um, but I thought, no, okay, give yourself a chance to come top three. So that's kind of why I went up the hill a bit hard and then was like, okay, yeah, I don't know, just get to the finish line. Yeah, so yeah. just changed very, very quickly. <laughs> Did you, uh, do you guys do any work down at the town at all? Do you train there? I, I don't remember. Like I see Stewie running around there from time to time, um, but it's been a little while. I'm just trying to remember if I've uh, seen anyone else. I, I, does the Bado crew train down there much or are you sort of out at Waddle Park and Lakeside? And Yeah, I don't – I think they might do some in winter. I'm not sure. I've never done – I ran my threshold the Friday before on around the tan because I had never physically run around it. I thought, okay, I need to do something around here just to see what it feels like. And I thought, oh, okay, I kind of get, like, I felt like I kind of understood it, but it's still not the same as going hard It's it, because it felt different. Like, I felt like the hill felt harder uphill and the downhill felt sort of steeper, downhill. But when you run hard, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. yeah, hill kind yeah. of felt easier, and the downhill felt harder. So yeah, it's really interesting. We um, used to do we used to do sessions out there. So you would start at the you'd start at the bottom of Anderson Street Hill, yeah. and you would you would run away from it. So we'll do uh, sometimes we'll do two k reps. Yeah. So you get to you sort of run past the start line, but then you go around the back. And so often I was like, uh, I, especially when I trained by myself, I was like, why the hell am I running this? Uh, this rep so slow when I run in this direction because it's it's really deceptive I reckon when you're running up that hill or down that hill just how I don't know it's like a very gradual incline which uh when you get to the top of Anderson Street Hill backwards you're like okay we've covered a little bit of height here but I think if you're not aware of it you can just start to question your form and then coming back the other way it's the other story I'd always feel like I was ready to take on bloody Gregson or someone when I when I did that rep (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So, what are you guys up to with your training at the moment? You were just saying that, uh, like, training hadn't been going super well. I don't know if I've just oh, like created that, or you're coming back from something. No, I've just been racing heaps. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, so I was racing in New Zealand. I t- I don't know how many races I tried to count. So in the last year, I've done so many races. Like, I don't even know, like, seventeen races or something. Um. So yeah, COVID. I'm like, hey, I don't know. I've been racing. No, but. <laughs> It's been domestic racing, um, so in New Zealand. So I've done a bunch of 800, 1500 miles, um, yeah, and, and pretty much so since sort of the beginning of January till the very end of March, I've raced pretty much every weekend or every second weekend. Yeah, so um, the, I guess in terms of training, there hasn't been like focus. The focus has been the race and then like one session during the week that's sort of important and then kind of getting ready for the next race. Um, so my long runs haven't been super long. My thresholds haven't been very long. My, yeah, my mileage has been down. And so, um, cause I was, I've been racing. So, um, and I've really enjoyed it and I really wanted to do that just because I was in New Zealand and I'm never home to race. Um, but I knew once I got here, after about three or so months of not doing full training, you lose fitness. Um, that's inevitable. So, yeah, I guess coming here was just like, okay, cool, let's focus on building that back up again, full term, like full training, all my doubles, my long runs, my long thresholds, track sessions, everything like, yeah, a full week. Um, and so I've, I've tried to tick off, um, yeah, basically. I think I'll – I don't know how long I'll be here in total. It's almost – I think it might be two months, uh, eight weeks. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, in total, So, which is really good. So I've done three full weeks of training already. 
Um, and I've got another sort of I'm on my fourth week now, and then I've got so four more weeks. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. No, that's so, nice. Which part of New Zealand are you from? Um, so I live in the Waikato. So Hamilton, um, two hours south of Auckland. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I never know. I need to do some more study of the uh, New Zealand geography because unless you say Wellington, I get confused. I went to Wellington a couple of years. No. <laughs> it's like a six, seven-hour drive north from Wellington. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. Not- yeah, not from Wellington. <laughs> no, I went there a couple of years ago, and I, um, I've had some friends who have spent some time in New Zealand um, and absolutely rave about it. So I haven't, I feel like I've never really got to have a good look at it. I've, I got like, I, I wasn't stuck in the city. I was in the city uh, yeah. by choice and I really enjoyed it. But it was, uh, I feel like so many of the, uh, so many of the, the real highlight stories from my mates come from them up in the mountains and yeah. in that real fresh air. But Wellington had a little bit of a Melbourne vibe to it. So I felt yeah. right at home because, uh, wherever there's a place that serves fancy coffee and has like a vintage looking cafe, I just get my Melbourne blinkers on and I'm like, Oh wow, this is, this is so perfect. Yeah, they have that a lot in Auckland as well. Um, yeah, it's very, it's like, it's got a vibe, like a similar vibe, I guess. To, yeah, yeah. It sort of goes hand in hand with the running scene as well. I feel like there's so many. Uh, are, are you a, are you a bit of a coffee girl? Can you enjoy those, uh, yeah. the, the Melbourne cafes and stuff, or it's not really a thing? No, it's definitely my thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where are you guys based? Um, so I, everyone's based all over in Melbourne, but I'm yeah. based in Sandringham at the moment, so it's been cool. Oh yeah, no, nice part of town. Nice part of t- Yeah. Say that again. Sorry, I talked over you. I talked I keep uh, this this microphone gives me a little bit of power. I keep looking at it and uh usually I have like a black t shirt on or a, a black jumper so it sort of blends in and I can't stop looking at how ridiculous it looks. So I'm gonna have to like lift the screen up because it looks does it looks look way too oversized for the uh for the job at hand? <laughs> As soon as I as soon as I started the call with you, I thought I can't change it now. It's going to look real unprofessional. But every time I look at it, I think it looks as big as my head. Yeah, it's near about. <laughs> so uh, hey, I, <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit. Um, you were speaking about how your your training and stuff uh, works around your racing. Like it's a is it a like Bado in my mind? He has a reputation for being like a pretty consistent, solid trainer with his athletes all through the year, even leading into races. Is it? Like, is it something that when you're racing so much, are you refining a lot or reducing your training in the lead up to it a lot? Or how are you sort of managing that load? I guess it depends on like the seriousness of the race or whatever, but yeah. is it something that changes a lot uh, throughout the year for you? Yeah, it depends. Like, um, I guess it depends what phase. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, we do. We, we, our training is really consistent all year round. Um, but yeah, especially when I had, I literally just had so many races. It it definitely decreased. Um, you're not going to do a full long run Sunday before a race. You're not going to do your midweek long run. Um, like usually when I do a full week, it's like I either usually do two sessions when I'm um, back home, but I'll do a midweek 90 minute run and, and a Sunday two hour run, and and you're not really going to get that in before a race, you know. So that drops, and then because it was every week. Uh, yeah but usually I wouldn't race that much I just um it was just I think that because there was so much going on with COVID and um there was so much uncertainty around everything I I just found I was much rather liking uh uh, racing rather than training I guess I don't know um yeah yeah Yeah. was was that just because it was something for you to to target that training towards or I felt like there was so much uncertainty um, around everything and it was because I don't really have anyone to train with that much in New Zealand. Um, I was finding it, it was just such a long time and it's been such a long time since I've been with my group, like before Doha 2019. It's been a year and a half, yeah. And so I was really good for like blocks and, you know, periods of time. And But then by the time I got to sort of like December, it was like, man, like, I kind of need to get back with my group, but then it's still, you know, you still couldn't really go. And then, um, yeah. And so I think when, when the option was to race, I was like, Oh, I just, I just want to race as much as I can. (laughs) Um, I like, I just can't push myself in training the same. Um, but in a race, like I can give much more of an effort. Like I can, you know, dig really deep, especially I did the shorter events because there's more competition for that because I'm not as good at the like I'm not as yeah good at the shorter races so I was still trying to do the shorter races and 
and do as well as I can and try and um, push myself. And so I found I could push myself better when I raced than when I was in a training session. Yeah. Um, and I just found it was a lot more fun. I got to travel around New Zealand. There was races in like Christchurch. Um, I don't know where else. Where did I race? Uh, Wanganui, Hastings, Auckland, where I live. Um, yeah, there was just sort of all over. So I felt like it almost felt like a normal life that I live. But obviously, I'm not traveling overseas, but I was still getting in the car to drive far or getting on a plane. or So it kind of was mimicking almost normal life for me, um, but it wasn't obviously the same. Um, and the competition wasn't quite the same as when, yeah, when you're in, yeah, in, <laughs> um, in bigger races. But um, I don't know. I just really wanted to... I don't know. I just basically love racing so much more than training. And so for me, uh, yeah, I, it was a no brainer. I was like, I just got to race. I can't just keep running for months and months and months with no like targets. Um, and so I don't know. I just got a lot of, I guess, I don't know. It was just really fun. And, and I knew that when I got to the end of that phase that I had to just basically knuckle down and train hard because yeah, it was also good because those shorter races, so I kind of got faster stuff going on. Um, knowing that um, when I sort of end of March was like right from April onwards, it's about endurance because I've got the five and ten coming up. So yeah, it was good. Beautiful. So what were you racing? You were sort of doing a lot of eights and fifteens, or up to three k's? Um, I didn't even do a three k. No, just eights and fifteens in a mile. Yeah. So I think so, I did three eights, three fifteens, a mile. Yeah, this year. So I don't know. Oh, and then maybe more. Maybe like five fifteens I've done. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I uh, I feel like I sympathise with uh, with you elite athletes so much just through this COVID period because that's one thing I was a little bit like you. Like I would I, I enjoyed going out and running and like I love my training and stuff like that most of the time. But for me, it was always race day that got me super excited. Like I was always just hanging out for that and making sure that I was training towards that. And I don't know like how how you guys have been well I, I don't know I'm looking from the outside but yeah. I, I feel like it would have been a difficult thing to stay in chilled just through the uncertainty of of COVID and just feeling like you're training a little bit for nothing like with no sort of end goal in mind especially the guys here in Melbourne who got massively sucker punched with the lockdowns and stuff no. um just trying to like I, I think there was a few athletes not even posting their their accurate training stuff on Strava because they were <laughs> feeling bad bragging about the fact they were out doing a two-hour long run when a Apparently, you were supposed to be on the outside for a minute. But, yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned it. So it's something you definitely noticed. Like, that was just difficult uh, training for the sake of training rather than having a a goal in mind necessarily. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was still training, but it just didn't have the same, like – and also people kept being like, ah, the Olympics are definitely not going to happen. There's no chance. And they were just – it was just a constant. And you're like, can you just – just every day it was just like constantly people like it was sort of almost the opposite of support it was like it was like can you just be slightly (laughs) slightly sympathetic or slightly um I don't know it was really odd like people that I don't really know would often just come up to me and be like and or if I'd ask me what I was doing and I say I'm training for the Olympics they're like oh as if (laughs) what are you bothering training for and you're like look I don't even know why I'm giving you the time of day to talk to you, let alone, you know, and then, and, and but sometimes actually we're just be like, oh, like, can you just not? Like, I know I've got to go out and do the session by myself again for the 60th week, whatever, like, <laughs> like and, and it's just like, like, I know you would, I wouldn't let that get to me really, but there's just like this little part that it's like, can you just, yeah, because it's like my whole life is on hold. Like, I can't just go off and, take up all these new things because it's going to like my focus, I've qualified for the Olympics and I'm training for the Olympics. So that's my plan. I can't go off and do random things and, and take up like a heap of study or this whole nother career. It's like, you've just got to kind of wait it out. And, um, I don't know. And people just, I don't know. It's not that they weren't understanding. I think they were trying to have something to talk to you about or like, I was just thinking that they kind of got like, but it was, it just, I don't know, I just didn't have a lot of time for it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But it's like, I don't, re- what do you want me to say? And also, 
we've been told that it's happening by the, say, like the New Zealand Olymp- Olympic Committee, who speak with the IOC, who are going to know a lot more than some random guy on the street who just listening to the radio, like on this guy calling up on the talk show, being like, oh, I don't think the Olympics are going to happen. Like, <laughs> no, like, I don't know, but just little things like that. And you're like, come on. Like, you know, everyone's like talking about, oh, it's been such a hard year. And, um, and it's like it has, but it's not been that, like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. People just don't really think, I think. They just don't think. It's <laughs> so funny. So uh, as you were, I'm, I'm glad you called it because I was thinking as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, it's funny just what comes up in small talk when you're trying to make conversation. So about nine months ago, we, uh, we had our first kid. Mm-hmm. And in the lead up to that, okay. uh, the amount of people that are like, oh, what's going on? It's like, oh, my wife's pregnant. You know, she's a few months away. And they're like, oh, mate, get ready. Your life's about to change. It's never going to be the same. I was like, oh, wow. Like, uh, it just sounded like a nightmare. So I was getting myself, I was getting myself so prepped up for this for me to hate being a dad. Yeah. Anyway, he came along and he turned out to be a little legend or he's been a little legend. And uh, he's like, I feel bad talking about this, but he's a really good sleeper. Like he sleeps like a legend. And um, even still, I feel like just a, a... maybe is a little bit of a crutch so often in a conversation people are like oh how's dad life I'm like hey I love it yeah. um they're like oh getting any sleep I'm like oh actually I am they're like oh that'll change that's yeah. gonna change yeah, yeah wait till he's two then he'll then he'll hate you he'll probably run away from home <laughs> <laughs> everyone's so negative like it's just like that with everything though yeah yeah and then yeah and people always yeah I'm just like I can exactly imagine that but everyone says that and like I'm like no but well, yeah, I don't know. They always like say things to freak you out and like put scare tactics. And it's like, and that's what I was kind of saying, I guess, in terms of you can't compare yourself to others. You can't listen to what other people are saying because it's just, they don't know. Like you said, you, like, why was there no point? Like you were freaking, like obviously they're like trying to make you freak out about this father thing. And then you're like, wait, why is it freaking out? It's great. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's like people just have to give their 10 cents worth and it's always bad. <laughs> Why can't it be like, oh, my gosh, you're going to love it. It's going to be so good. Um, you know, I'm sure, like, I don't know. Why are people not positive? It's yeah, what is that? What is that, do you reckon? <laughs> it's so negative. Like, everyone's always like, nah, not going to work. and Or just, like, real down. And it's like, okay, you're, like, kind of not really needed. Just be not. <laughs> or just don't even say anything. Like, just don't say just feel oh, okay that'll be cool well they just say less but instead they're like it's just like so I can totally imagine what it would have been like it's so like, true well you see I've only been I've only known you for 41 minutes 30 seconds but you seem like a really positive person like and and really relaxed like what is it like what is it that uh and I know I'm making a massive judgment based on such a short conversation, but I feel like I feel like word on the street is uh, I'm accurate with my uh, with my judgment. So, what is the uh, like? What are you doing? What can uh, is there anything that you're doing like with your with your mindset and stuff that that teaches you to be like that? Because it's it's funny speaking to people who I think everyone's aware of it. Like if you actually have this conversation. Um, people are really aware of it. And I ca- and to be fair, I catch myself doing it sometimes as well. And maybe it's just like, maybe I'm trying to, maybe I'm trying to find like common ground of, I don't know. It's, is it harder to be rejected when you've like, when you're being positive to someone, they're like, oh no, it actually sucks. Maybe that hurts more, but it is weird. Yeah. It's really strange that people find it so much more comforting to, to just chuck out the bad possibilities rather than go, Hey, you might, you might be an amazing dad. You might love it. You might actually be able to sleep. <laughs> Your kid might like you. <laughs> Your own child might really love you. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot of information. I'm trying to Camille, I'm trying to learn in these things to just ask a question. But it's a this is episode 87, I think it's going to be. And you'd think after 87 uh, 87 conversations, you'd learn just how to ask a question. But I took you on a massive journey there, fired four questions at you, and then expected you to know where to go. But the question that I was originally trying to ask um, before I went on my own tangent was uh like from a pretty positive perspective, like a pretty positive view on life, are there things you're doing and practicing to to make that easier for yourself? Or is that like a little bit just more, um, not uh, not genetic, but like you're yeah, predisposed to just a little bit of, a little few few more smiles than everyone else? What's going on there? Um, no, I think like, I guess, it, in a, okay, for me, I feel like it's maybe something that I've um, learned over time. Um I'm like I am quite a type personality, um, 
and but I feel I've tried the really strict, really like disciplined, um, no real fun life type thing, and 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 really serious, um, and it's just really unenjoyable. And I run really bad, and I hate it, and it's miserable, and it's not fun. Um, and then I guess maybe a few years ago, I was just just I don't know, like it was weird. I was just like, okay. I'm actually being, I'm actually sick of trying this hard and being this, like, this dedicated, like, not this dedicated, but I was, like, almost too dedicated, um, and I was like, well, why didn't I just try and actually enjoy my life more, because this is what I'm doing, and I've chosen to do this as a life, as a lifestyle, as a career, as a whatever, um, how about you try and fit it into something that's actually enjoyable and, and something you want to keep doing? Um, and so I don't know, I feel like I just made a decision one day to, um, to sort of try the slightly more relaxed way or approach, I guess. Um, and then I just kept running PBs and it was just got better. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much better. Um, cause I don't think I'm naturally maybe that strict of a person, but I thought maybe I was supposed to be cause I'm a distance runner and it's like everyone who's a distance runner is supposed to be like this, 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 and you know, allowed to like have fun and have like friends and do stuff. And, um, I don't know. And then I was like, well, that's kind of not really me. I don't really like being by myself for ages. I don't like doing everything and just being really strict all the time. Um, and so I kind of tried, like I said before saying kind of try and work out what works for me. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just think, I don't know. That for me, I guess it's kind of experience. Um, I've tried different ways, and at the end of the day, I would much rather just be myself. Um, and so yeah, just trying to learn what that is. Um, and yeah, if it's, I don't know, a slightly more relaxed approach that seems to just make me a lot happier, make me run faster. Um, and if I'm enjoying my training, enjoying the racing, enjoying the whole thing, I just seem to run better. Um, and obviously, I'm, I, I do set goals and things, but I just feel like they're goals without the same intensity of pressure. It's like a, it's like I feel more excited to try and achieve it rather than you must achieve it, otherwise you're a failure. It's like, yeah. you know, there's like a negative way to view a goal. Um, I'm trying to just be more like, I don't know, maybe set more realistic goals as well, things that aren't so unachievable. Um, and then each time you sort of tick them off, you go, hang on, I think I can do a bit better and I can do a bit better. And so you end up, so you're still progressing, but you're doing it um, in a way that's sort of achievable and and more enjoyable rather than, you know, feeling always like so negative about yourself and so hard on yourself. Um, I think a lot of runners are really hard on themselves and, and um, I don't know, I just, I don't know. Like I just, I don't know whether it's just changed over time, but I don't think I'm quite. I don't know. I just, it's not very enjoyable to be so. Um, I don't know. I, for me, I can't run well when I do that. So uh, maybe other people can, if they're really regimented or really strict or really um, put a lot of pressure on themselves. But for me, I, I mean, if I'm that strict, I'm going to get to say like a K out from the end of the race, and I'll just freak out, and because that's where like. If, for me, if things are kind of bothering me or you're sort of um, – that's when things kind of come out, when you're in a mm. race. Like, if, 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 yeah, if there's sort of – yeah, I don't know. So I guess I try and, I don't know, make my running more part of my life and rather than um, – I don't know. Don't know if I asked the question. <laughs> oh, 100 – no, that was – that was I actually was really enjoying that. I was just enjoying sitting back because I – I feel like I feel like you touched on some really uh just really helpful topics and I used to do a lot of work in schools with um like around mindset and healthy habits and and one of the themes and I'd always sort of tried to boil down exactly what it was and um like I listened to a lot of a lot of like spiritual teachers talk about this stuff because and and just through trying to learn what you just explained myself and one of the things that um there's a bloke I wish I could tell you his name He's from like the West Australian Buddhist Society and he's this like 60 year old guy and he's, he's the most chilled bloke in the world, which I think comes with the territory of 30 years of just practicing meditation and stuff. But one of the things that he says is like, I'm the most busy person you've ever met. 
And he's like, but that doesn't mean I have to be the most stressed. He's like, he goes, say, for example, I can have five things to do during the day and I can do those five things and just get them done like at a pace that works. Or I can think about the five things for an hour and a half each and stress about it and freak out about it and worry about it and not sleep and then still get the five things done and just not enjoy any of it near the amount that I do. Whereas it's funny how, like, say those five things take 10 minutes each like ideally, you know, as long as there's not so much thought going into it leading up, you can just, that's 50 minutes of your day and yeah. the, the rest of the day is free. But I don't know, maybe you relate to what I'm about to say, but I feel like so often, like I'll even get caught going, okay, like if I stress about it, it's like I'm just trying to show myself how much I deserve this special reward. And yeah. it's like my, a, a, almost like a sacrifice to the world to say, okay, like look how hard I'm trying. I'm doing everything I can. Surely I can get the results that I want. Whereas like from, from, everything that I've learned and heard, it doesn't seem to work that way. You can you can get the same responses with what you said with so much more enjoyment. Yeah. I, there's like those quotes that are like the person who works the hardest or whatever always sort of succeeds or um, I don't know if I agree with that. Like you can work the hardest but you've also got to kind of, it's kind of got to still be the right things. You mm. can't just say like I can't just go around like 160 Ks a week every week and I'm going to run the best. Like it's yeah. like it's not gonna that, that's not the answer that's part of it it's one part of it but it's that's not the full circle you know like you've got your hot like there's so many more things that come into being a good runner or being a good performer or um, than just ticking off some training like um, it's just I don't know I think there's a lot more to it than that and um, yeah I guess I don't know and and I think when you race it's like you don't it's not just like a textbook kind of, okay, I've put in this, I'm entering my data, which is training. I'm going to get this outcome, which is the race. It's like, but that's not what a human is. That's not how you're going to do. It doesn't correlate like that. The race isn't like that. And so there's kind of parts of you that say maybe you've got to almost do a bit less on a different day because you've got to give more on the race day or I don't know because it's just, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but um, there's kind of parts of you when you have to dig deep in a race. It's not, it's not like mechanical. It's like you kind of don't even think, right? You just, you just sort of do something and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, yep, that's what we're doing. Like, <laughs> but you can't be like, right, now go. It's just, it's too late. Your body kind of has to take over. So I think, just, I guess, like you're saying, like being in tune with what we're doing and, it's so important rather than just ticking boxes every day and living this like, um, I don't know, mechanical kind of lifestyle. So I don't know, I guess that's, yeah. Like I, was, I, guess, I guess kind of we were saying with the, um, the person that you said you couldn't, was that the one you said you couldn't remember his name? But it's like, you know, like you're thinking about the things that he had to do or just do the things and enjoy them. You get, it's, it's like two different results, right? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I was trying to figure out who you talk. Yes. This Buddhist guy that I was telling you about before. Yeah. I wish I could think of his name. I should, uh, I should look at my phone. He's got some, he's got some weird Hindu name now that he's changed. He's an Aussie guy with some, uh, one of those, you know how, like, um, what's his name? Matt from The Bachelor changed his name to Osher. It's oh. one of those sort of stories. Anyway, sorry, that's a tangent. But yes, you're 100% right. You're 100%. So, sorry to interrupt you with my own little tangent there. But it's, um, I love what you were saying about how it's, uh, it's so much more than just com- uh, mechanical. Like, yeah. it's, it's interesting how that crosses over just to, to every other element of, of your life as well. I was thinking, um, like in a creative, so with, in my own life, like I, I do some comedy and, uh, I do this relaxed running stuff. And like, there's so many things that I love, which are super creative. And, and for me, it's like, okay, sometimes you can get caught up chasing what you think is the prize. So you might go, okay, um, to be happy, like the, the common view for so many people is like, all right, if I just had a certain amount of money, then we're good to go. But for me, it's like, I've realized in myself, it doesn't matter how much money I have now. It's, uh, there's like a creative element that's just never going to die in me that I just have to learn to, uh, sort of which doubles back to what we had before. You don't need to stress about getting it done. Just just do it and, and sort of enjoy the process. And I guess this is where every cliche in the world comes out, but they're so true. You understand why for a reason. But it's, um, yeah, like what you're explaining uh, with, with running being more mechanical. It's a bit more of a holistic thing. Like there's so much more going on than just um, like one plus one equals two or, or whatever it is that you're trying to, whichever little algorithm you're trying to solve is, do you know? It's not really going to work. Um, no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it doesn't work for me anyway. That's, 
And like if you're upset or whatever, I don't know, just kind of try and deal with that before you like, because sometimes if there are things that you've got, I don't know, say you've got a problem or whatever, trying to solve those makes me run better. Like I feel more, I guess, not relaxed, but I don't know if there are like issues in my life, I kind of feel I'm better to deal with them and address them rather than, um, I don't know, because again, I can't sound the start line and run well if there's all the stuff that I haven't kind of sorted out. And I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that for me is like it's sort of it, it goes hand in hand. I can't just like click a person and be like, right, this is running Camille and this is normal Camille. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just Camille. Like I don't know. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like people have been having this conversation for years. So I hope we, uh, I hope we push the conversation a little more in the right direction to help people out. But <laughs> hey, um, I got my eye on the clock and I, I know I said about an hour, but I, there's a couple of quick ones. Do you mind if I just fire a few more at you before I let you go? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go. I, I'm right. just so glad I didn't, uh, get to 30 minutes and you walked out. So before we hit record for anyone yeah. listening, she kept disappearing from the camera. I wanted to double check that her bed head looked okay before we hit record. And, uh, and she kept getting out of the, uh, out of the way of the camera. So I was just nervous that after 30 minutes, she was going to walk away and leave and not come back. So I'm so glad after 50 minutes, she's still here. <laughs> um, what's the, what's the go? So you were, you were saying, and, and sorry to be this bloke who asked about the Olympics again, but, um, it's the, is the plan so every like all of your races are sort of targeting that now? Yeah, you said you're about to go overseas. Uh, which races are you heading to in the next next couple of weeks? Um, so the first, I've got two races lined up um, that are pretty much confirmed. So Doha Diamond League 3K on the nice. 20th of May, and then Hinglo, um, I think it's a World Challenge 10K on the 6th of June, and then I go to Saint Moritz to train. Um, with the I'm train. So jealous. I'm so jealous. Yeah, so um, a pretty cool few months uh, ahead. You know what you were just talking about earlier about being really happy for the people? Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm struggling with that right now. I'm just really jealous that I'm not a fast <laughs> enough runner to go in. <laughs> like, I'm not even happy for you. As long as you admit it, right? <laughs> that'd be that'd be awesome. I um, yeah, they're interesting. Like, have you run have you run a heap of diamond leagues? No, not many. No, hardly nah. any. Like, literally a couple. Yeah, man, that'd be such a buzz, hey? Not many. They're very fast and really like they're hard to get into. And I've only kind of just got to the stage where my times are probably getting good enough to get into them. Um, but they're really they're also really fast always. Um, so yeah, I'm, I am excited. Um, but I sort of know, yeah, between the ne- between now and then, like I'm excited for the training that I've got to do, but yeah, it's kind of, it's like head down. I know there's like a good challenge at the end of it. So it's like, it's making training so much easier. Like, trust me, I can just put my shoes on and get out the door. There's no barriers. Yeah. Whereas months ago, it's like, you're putting your shoes on. You're like, Oh, <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. So how long do you say you're going to be in Europe? Um, oh, well, not just Europe, I guess, by the sounds of it, but, so, but traveling. Yeah, until around about the 19th of July, then I'll fly to Tokyo from St. Moritz. Awesome. Now that's so good. And are you going to run the 5 and the 10 in Tokyo? Yes. So the 5 is first and then the 10 is the last one. So I'll be there the whole time, which is cool. Man, that's going yeah. to be so cool. Did you, is this, how many Olympics have you run? I should have done some more Googling. Run. Your first one. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you can add that to the, it's not going to happen. You've been training your whole life. You're 30. You're at the first Olympics. It's not even going to happen. You know, just. <laughs> that'd be that'd be even more annoying to, to keep hearing that. Yeah, no, I'm, um, I'm feeling hopeful for you. I'm excited for you. It's, uh, it's such I'm a cool couple of months. If it's happening, yeah. What's that, sorry? I said I'll just be racing. I'll be just turning. <laughs> I'm on the start line. <laughs> Oh, I'll still be there cheering. Yeah, yeah. Well, in distance. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Yeah. Well, what are you? Uh, what do you got on for the rest of the day? I'll, I'll let you go in a sec. I've, I've got. I was about to go to the gym before you messaged me back on Instagram to say you can do a podcast right now. Go to the gym. You still have time. 
<laughs> what was that? Sorry. You still have time to go to the gym? Or are you putting it off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. This this podcast was an excuse for me just to avoid that session. Yeah, you're like, oh no, something came up. <laughs> so uh, what do you got on? It's uh, what time is it now? It's sort of. Are we going to go to the beach? Actually. Oh, stop okay. it! Yeah, Sandringham delivers. Stay, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It was good to uh, it was good to catch up with you. I can't remember. I thought that I'd messaged you before to invite you onto this podcast, and then when I clicked your name earlier, I uh, there was no message there, and I thought, oh, okay, I've just I've just imagined that. Yeah, I don't think you have. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't think you have. No, I was so glad. I oh, I still do. The, <laughs> I, still, I still. I thought you just snobbed me. I thought you were. Uh, I thought you were a little bit too cool for the relaxed running podcast. I was so glad. The quickest reply of all time. That was a. That was a really fun chat. I um. I'm so glad you came on. That was fun. Yeah.